We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Roadwire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by DraftKings. It is Friday, March 30th, 2018. DJ Trainer here, joined by Shannon McEwen and Ken K. Train Kites. All aboard! This podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Feel free to leave a nice review on one of those venues you know that we'd love to have it. You can also find this podcast and all of our great Rotowire podcast on rotowire.com directly. Quick synopsis, synopsis of the show. We're going to go over some top news on this Friday morning. Then we'll go into our broad topic of the day. We've actually got a twofer. Um, so the first part in the twofer is late season DFS strategy. If you haven't been playing differently over the last week or so with DFS, then you've maybe potentially been doing it wrong. We're going to go over some things to keep in mind with just a couple of weeks left in the season. And then the second part of the twofer, we have been betting like crazy willy-nilly throughout the season, and we're going to recap all the bets that we laid out. We're gonna tally I love up how and, I love how innocent DJ is, where he thinks wagering a milkshake is betting like crazy. 
<laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, more more on that to come, but we've we've got lots to review. Um, I I have a feeling all three of us will be opening up our wallets, so it's kind of funny how that works out. Um, Ken will give us his crazy old man rants, and Anna, of course, as always, will finish with our Friday DraftKings picks of the day. I have a feeling that'll kind of dovetail with our broad topic of late season DFS strategy. Ken, get us started here. Well, unfortunately, starting with terrible news out of Philly. Uh, Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid has been diagnosed with both a concussion and after going a CT scan, an orbital fracture of his left eye, i.e. He's going to have some surgery out two to four weeks. You'll recall he bumped heads with Markel Fultz Wednesday's win over the Knicks. Gentlemen, is Fultz the fifth horseman of the apocalypse sent to Philadelphia to punish them for the process? <laughs> I feel like there's lots of good jokes that, that maybe we're not smart enough to come up with right now, Shannon. But um, yeah, yeah, Ma- Fultz is back way. and he's yeah. he, he's making an impact right away. He's full- <laughs> yeah. it, it certainly seems Actually played that way. He's the game. No, he's been great. Other he than got- taking out the other than taking out their star player for two to four weeks, he had a good game. He actually shot okay. Jumper didn't look terrible. It didn't look great, but I agree. It looks it looks much better than it did uh, when he wasn't playing. Uh, I've been I've been impressed though. Just his his playmaking ability, um, his scoring still lacks some there, but that could just be chalked up to some rust. Um, I've actually been I've been impressed, and I think he's worth he's worth an ad if you're in a deeper league. You know, maybe a deep twelve team league or fourteen team league. He could be he could be of some value, give you some assists and steals, um, good rebounds for a guard down the stretch uh also possibly a decent dfs play depending on the site and what his salary is uh he's not seen a lot of minutes but he's shown that he can be productive even in that limited run so for the remainder of the regular season pretty obvious here dario Saric should be leaned on pretty heavily dfs season long when you're when you're trying to make that last ditch effort if you have Saric on your team because he should already be rostered in most leagues absolutely um you know kudos to you Um, huge yep so that that's that's an obvious there We, we know that to be true the interesting question that i want to pose to you guys real quick is now that we have seen fultz on the court and it's not terrible it's not abysmal does he automatically gain all of that preseason value that we instilled in in him at one time essentially what i'm asking here is what is his value heading into next season ken we can start with you well my concern is what kind of fit is he with those other sixer players because what they really need is more outside shooting They'd love him to be a better catch-and-shoot guy. And frankly, it's that funny-looking shot that is the biggest concern. Uh, Simmons has to have the ball in his hand. He's a great playmaker. It's almost like if if they could trade some of Fultz's playmaking for a better shot, I'm sure they'd do. I agree. And I mean, but as far as like his value for next season and where we're going to slot him in, I mean, one, he's got the pedigree. So... You know, even though he's had his struggles and dealt with the the yips this year, he's got that pedigree. So people, there are going to be people people who still believe who look at that ceiling as being high, you know, as high as it would be for for a number one overall pick. So we just kind of have to wait and see. It depends on where I'm going to slot him in. Is going to be totally dependent on how he performs over the next three weeks in the playoffs. If if he shows enough. And there's been signs in those first two games where it's, it's intriguing. Like I already know, I already just based off those two games, I would say he's probably going to be a top 100 player in my preseason rankings. 
how far up he can he go? I don't know. I, I need to see more. Where is he in your Jamal Murray, Gary Harris rankings? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, those, those are two guys who are already top 50 fantasy players. So I know. You know, know, he doesn't, you, he doesn't approach not. them. I mean, I mean, Gary Harris is okay. like Gary Harris. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't do a lot of one thing, but he's very, you know, he's, he's got that across the board production, great percentages, lots of three pointers and steals. So he, he's a really good player there's no knock there with Fultz. We just don't know. He's going to probably have some holes in his game, real life and fantasy. Your, your love for the Denver backcourt's well-documented. I just wanted to. You, know, you will rue the day, Ken. Foil. The Denver backcourt is totally <laughs> legit. If they didn't have Will Barton hold them down, those two guys would have blown out. out. They're making a great out. playoff. Don't drag guys. my guy into this topic. <laughs> I like. We like Will the Thrill. <sighs> all right. Next up in the news. This is all pandering to Shannon's we have to argue more uh, uh, suggestion for the pod. But anyway, next news item. Durant and Draymond both return for the Warriors last night, but they lose to Yanni in the Bucks. KD ejected after 17 minutes. Green with some modest but nice across-the-board production in 28 minutes. Guys, I want to ask, with only seven games left, Coach Steve Kirk, he's got to play these guys, right? Isn't he a little worried about his Warriors being in decent shape heading into round one? Yeah, they need some momentum. They need to roll into the playoffs with some momentum. I don't care who they play. Um, a lot of teams in the Western Conference are really good, and I'm not, 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 not going to say that uh, any of the teams that they would potentially face have a chance of knocking them off. But still, you, d- you don't want to be limping into the playoffs literatively and figuratively. Uh, let me just take a moment and give my own little young man rant, if you will, Ken. Um, play on yours. Hey. Kevin Durant, what a freaking jabroni that you come back and you get ejected the night that you return after being gone from so long when your team has been decimated with injuries and desperately needs you to step up. He moved to Golden State in pursuit of moving on and and becoming a man or moving on to the next chapter of his manhood. This dude is less mature than he ever was before. Uh, I just, I don't like the progression of him as a player and as a teammate. Maybe I'm bitter, Shannon, because you're shaking your head. You, you absolutely what are a jabroni. <laughs> you absolutely are bitter. <laughs> by the way, by the way, for those who don't know Shannon or DJ as well as we do, jabroni is about the strongest amount of language he's willing to use. That's that true. is that is. An I said, angry and rant. I said, freaking jabroni. Thank you very much. Yeah, freaking jabroni. What? Well, the roof is off. <laughs> but Shannon, make your point. You're saying he's a little biased. The only people who hate Kevin Durant are. Thunder fans, and that's about it. Like it's Thunder fans, and then people who just have horrible opinions on a, on a player signing with any team he wants to. Who the hell cares? Like Kevin Durant's not the villain. He's no worse than any other free agent in NBA history. I, I don't understand it. But DJ is bitter. That's the only reason why he's hating on Durant. I just don't you like. Know, that I'll he- say- Go ahead, Ken. I need to cool down. Well, I hate it when he wears his University of Texas stuff. He wasn't even there a year. He was there for like nine months. Not we're even. Supposed to believe. Not even nine you know, months. His Longhorns die hard. Please. I'd love to know how, what percentage of classes he attended in his nine months there. But that's my reason. I, I will say he, he has donated a lot of money to like medical research of Texas and all that good stuff. But I just don't like that he tried to parlay this move with like – 
you know, kind of like taking the next step in becoming an adult and, and in figuring things out. He said that Oklahoma City was where he was raised and now it's time to go off and pursue other things. And now his on-court stuff, you know, getting ejected more than ever just seems completely opposite of part of the reason why he went to Golden State. Um, so I, I'm having an intern bringing in a cold bucket of water for me so you guys can take <laughs> over here. You know what, Shannon? I mean, Number one, this pod is about fantasy basketball, fantasy advice. But number two, it's about us and our personal events. Yes, don't you think so? Let, DJ I, was long overdue. What Kevin Durant said to the ref that got him injected last night? If you haven't said that to a ref, <laughs> then you're not you're not playing hard enough. <laughs> Everyone, Shannon is the worst person to to to, to talk about or ask for in, <laughs> right. for guidance when it comes to ref. All right, Ken, let's move on. Yes, well. I, I've got some of that thunder venom right back at you, DJ. How the heck did the Spurs beat your thunder last night? They're like their average age is forty-seven. I mean, two words: Greg Popovich. Um, faith be in him. That that's all you can really say. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge just passed his prime, but he's out there playing just as good as he ever has. And it's a ragtag bunch of guys. I mean, I, I'm not surprised whatsoever. Um, Billy Donovan compared to Greg Popovich. I almost don't even care who the players are on the court. I'm going to give the edge to Popovich. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It, the thing is, I mean, Lamarcus played out of his mind, but the the refs even tried to give it to the Thunder. They gave they gave Paul George a, a foul call on a three point attempt uh, that was absurd uh, near the last minute of the game, and and they still the Thunder still couldn't do it. They're at home. Like it, it was just it was. And sweet so stat bad. line, George. So I mean, George 26 points, four steals, six assists, seven boards. You see, you know, how they, how they lost that. I, oh, yeesh, yeesh. All right, sorry. I had to needle you there, little DJ. Um, <laughs> uh, the news for tonight, Kevin Love is questionable versus the Pelicans. You know, he's in the concussion protocol. Gentlemen, the Cavs, Pacers, and Sixers are all within half a game. Uh, for the three, four, and five spot, imagine the only thing that's important is to avoid the five spot. But uh, do the Cavs care? I don't think so because I'm not going to pull out the scenario machine and 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 make things move here. But they're going to play the Celtics or the Raptors in the second round, and then the other in the Eastern Conference Finals. Kind of however things shake up, even if they drop down to the five six or seven seed which isn't going to happen so i don't think it really matters to them whatsoever home court shouldn't factor into this and yeah i I think any of those series a wise man would say that they'd be over in six with both of those teams regardless so home home court essentially wouldn't matter shannon do you feel the same way if you're the pacer if you're the pacers I think it matters to the Pacers. And of course Sixers, it does. Right. Of they, course. They want to get first. No, I'm just, first. yeah, I just singled out the Cavaliers here. The Cavs don't care. Yeah. yeah. All right, Shannon, sorry, your feedback. No, I'm absolutely with you. They don't need first round. They don't need home court advantage in the first round. So it doesn't matter. Like they, it doesn't matter at all for the Cavs. Yeah. So you might as well right, rest, let's, let's get healthy. About, yeah. Let's talk about a non-playoff team. Uh, Blake Griffin, <laughs> the DNP last night with an ankle. Uh, Shannon, I assume your boys have called it a season. No, no, they haven't. They're not eliminated yet. As we were talking about off air, <laughs> they're actually, they <laughs> should win six of their last seven games. So then we just need the Bucks to lose 
six of their last seven. Your tone right now is so different. When you believe in something, no. you, you get up all up in arms, you sit up in your seat, you're like slouch, yeah. your tone is different. You don't even believe it, Shannon. I mean, there's a very good chance. We have to wait to see what the MRI says very today. Good. A very good chance that Blake Griffin sits for the rest of the season. We don't know. We have to. The MRI, MRI results should be out today, mm-hmm. so just keep an eye for that. I mean, if he does sit, it's going to be it's going to mean Anthony Tolliver probably continues to start as he got a spot spot start last night. Um, Stanley Johnson will get more run and more responsibility, but I don't. I mean, Tolliver can help you with three pointers. So if you need that category, like that, that could be a decent pickup for for your stretch run in season long leagues. Uh, that's about it. I mean, what else does this mean? The team, yes, yeah. they're probably done. Probably done. Oh, um, oh he's my said real it. question. <laughs> my real, yeah, exactly. My real question, though, for Sharon, though, is what is your faith in the Pistons organization getting better talent around their bigs for next year? Uh, not, I mean, not great. I we'll have to see. They they need they need more outside shooting. They need a new point guard. They actually have looked decent. They've played crap teams, but they've looked decent since Reggie Jackson came back. You know, they're three and one over that stretch. I I still think it's unloading Stephen uh, Reggie Jackson, uh, possibly getting rid of Stanley Johnson. I'm done with him as a Pistons fan. Wow. And just yeah. trying to find better fits, trying to find better three point shooting and defense. I mean, that's really what you need to do. But. If they don't make some substantial moves this offseason, we're going to get to a point where it's like, do you trade Andre Drummond? And maybe they're already there. Yeah, interesting. All right, fair enough, gentlemen. Good good discussion there. Um, We'll all three cool off here um, while I talk to our fine listeners. Welcome to the next generation of fantasy football, the fan-controlled football league. If you love drafting your fantasy team, imagine drafting a real professional team. The FCFL is bringing fantasy sports and Madden franchise mode to to the real football field. Fans scout players, draft rosters, hire coaches, call plays in real time, and even pick their team's name and help design its logo. Yes, these are real teams with real athletes. The FCFL will feature eight professional teams playing a full season of fast-paced indoor football in a high-tech production facility built for a digital audience. Learn more about the fan-controlled football league at www w.fcfl.io you make the decisions by fan vote your voting power comes in the form of fan tokens you earn fan tokens each time you vote and engage with your team the more tokens you acquire the more power you have to learn more about fan tokens visit fantoken.network today Gentlemen, let's kick it into our broad, our first broad topic of the day. That's late season DFS strategy. The easy, obvious answer here, Shannon, for late season DFS strategy is that there's a lot of bums getting big, big minutes on garbage or trash teams. We covered that um, in previous weeks, covered some of those names. So that's the obvious, but I do want to dig a little bit deeper than that because it's, it's way more convoluted than just saying there's lots of bargain options out there because there's, there's more than you can fit onto one roster. Um, so for me, the first bit of advice I'll say is that you need to watch for lineups all the way until lineup lock. And so I'm definitely plugging rotowire.com and our daily greenlit lineups um, for your confirmed lineups that are going to happen. You want to keep your eyes locked on that. 
Um, so that's the obvious is that you really can't make a lineup early in the day and then not look at it. And then you're going to realize, oh my goodness, Tyreek Evans is out. Why the heck was he even out? So what's another bit of info you'd like to pass along, Shannon, where late season DFS strategy is a little bit different than the heart of the season? The main thing is going to be watching the lineups, watching the health of the players. <clears throat> There's going to be a lot of late scratches. I mean, even Blake Griffin last night, there was no, you know, mum was the word about him being injured until about an hour before tip-off. You just have to keep an eye on all that. It's, it changes a lot more. You're going to have a lot of regular players and guys who are, you are rolling out earlier in the season sitting. I mean, is Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder actually hurt for Atlanta, or are they just sitting him? And then you got you got to really be able to identify which which players are going to see the bulk of minutes, are going to see an increase in usage with those minutes. It's not just guys like just because they get 32 minutes doesn't mean they're going to be productive. Right. But if you if you could find a guy like for Atlanta, you see Isaiah Taylor is the one who's really stepped up in Schroeder's absence. So you target him. Tyler Tyler Ulis with with Phoenix. He was horrible earlier this season when he had opportunity to start. But he's been playing really well now. So you target those guys who actually do something with the minutes they have. But it's, I mean, I know it seems simple, but it really is staying on top of the news, staying on top of the lineups, and just make sure you know who's in, who's out, who's actually going to be getting rotation minutes. Yeah, definitely. This is the time of year where I really put a lot of vested interest in per 36 numbers. And you can say what you want about them. But if we haven't seen a guy play more than 13 minutes a game all season long and he's in the starting lineup, I, I kind of rely on some per 36 numbers. Is When he was on the court, was he racking up fantasy production? Um, in other places, you can look for per-minute fantasy stats, and that's going to help you quite a bit because just because you're on the court does not always translate to fantasy value. It usually does. Fan- playing time is the most important stat in fantasy, but it doesn't always correlate, especially when we're talking about guys that have spent time at the end of the bench maybe there's a reason they've been on the bench at all season long shannon and another another topic another really another way to find players is to find those motivated guys so you have players who are basically they're on teams that are still battling they're they're still battling for playoff positioning those are guys those are guys you want to target as well so washington Miami, Milwaukee, those guys, those teams are all technically still battling for a playoff spot and seeding. Same for the West Western Conference. You've got five or six teams that are all still battling to try to secure a playoff spot. So you lean heavily because you're using these discounted players who are spot starters. You can lean heavily on and stack your lineup with Anthony Davis and one or two other studs and build it around the Isaiah Taylors yeah. of the world. Right. So you, you don't want to get caught up in having only value players because you're going to leave way too much money. You need still need to find those players that are motivated and have been producing all season long. Um, so you need to pull up the NBA standings. Does a team have something to play for? Have they been ruled out of the playoffs already? Um, are they playing for a contract extension or a new contract? And, you know, maybe just now it's really hitting them that they need to go out there and give it their all. And so finding the motivated players really, really is is important um, it's not just um, revenge matchup time. It, it's it's contract time. It's are they playing for a roster spot next year? You need to dig in and, and see what you can find when it comes to motivation. That's really it for me. Um, you should be doing things a little bit differently at the end of the season with with your lineups. Hopefully, you've noticed that already. They look quite a bit different. Namely, you've you've got mostly a stars and the scrubs approach. 
And this actually can apply to your season-long lineups as well. I mean, especially if you're in a league with daily moves, you can pick up guys like Isaiah Taylor and, and drop folks like Blake Griffin or Dennis Schroeder or other players who are, who are going to be 50-50 most games. There's no reason to, to keep those guys on your roster. You can pick up productive players that are going to help you down the stretch. All right, good stuff. Uh, Shannon, Ken has been patiently waiting for his part of the twofer uh, broad topic of the day. <laughs> He's going to lead us in some of our recapping of end-of-season bets. And yes, they're personal bets, but you know what? Um, we've been kind of waiting, and it, it's mostly been about the preseason main questions that we had. So hopefully you can find some interest in preseason perception versus what actually happened. So with that, Ken, why don't you get us started here with a little Joel Embiid action? Thank you, DJ. Yes, we had a wager, Shannon and I, over how many games Joel Embiid would play this season. And frankly, we were awfully darn close. We had it at 60. Ken took the over. Shannon took, I'm sorry, Ken took the under. Shannon took the over. And then with Embiid's injury news, it makes it awfully close. Anyway, he has played 63 games. So, Shannon will win yet another pair of stance socks from Ken. Last year, I sent him two piston socks. Uh, so I'm, I'm guessing Tigers this year, sir. Yeah, Tigers are probably working. Unless you can find Kelly Tribuca. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah, Kelly right. Tribuca, by the way, has resurrected himself. Maybe he was there all along. Yeah. Does a lot of college basketball play-by-play. Yeah, yeah. Moving on to Joel Embiid, <laughs> gentlemen. Uh, this was the biggest question mark preseason for fantasy purposes is we know that when when he's on the court Joel Embiid is a top 10 maybe even a top five fantasy contributor that wasn't the issue the issue is how many games he's going to play so 63 Shannon we'll start with you was he deserving to be picked up at the beginning of second rounds? I mean, what did 63 games do it in your eyes now that it's based, his, season, his regular season is over, his fantasy season is over? What happened? Did it, did it meet preseason expectations? I think it did. I mean, if you picked him, uh, what was the debate this time last year is whether or not someone was going to pick him in the first four rounds. That's true. So, yeah, he absolutely has performed up to that. I mean, season based on average stats, he's a top twenty player this year. On total stats, uh, he's a top he's top twenty five player. So that's based off Yahoo's rankings. So yes, I mean, even even if he doesn't play another minute this regular season, he'll probably finish as a top thirty, top forty five player based on on season totals because of the strength across the board. I mean, he hit, hitting over more or more than one three pointer per game. He, he gets some steals, blocks a hell of a lot of shots. We know that he can score and rebound. So great percentages. I mean, there's, there's no DJ was right in that. D- DJ was right though. In most leagues, somebody's grabbing him second round. And I don't think he's second round. If he's going to play 75% of games each season, he's still not second round to me. It's going to be awesome when he plays and you're going to, and you're going to be so bummed when he has to sit, but he produced second round value this season. And, and even like looking at most of my leagues, I mean, he was, I think he was more around a third round pick on average this year. I'll but check well, you said the Yahoo, the Yahoo rank for 
total was 30 somewhere and it's going to end up worse. It was 21. It was 18 and 21, 18 for average. He was top 25 player for total. So when the season's done though, I bet he's past the 25. We'll see. We'll see if he, we'll see if he actually sits out a prolonged stretch. We don't know. He could put on a mask and play with the orbital fracture. The concussions actually the more worrisome part for me, because we've seen guys like Chris Dunn sit out, an extended stretch with yeah. a con- concussion earlier this TJ year. TJ Warren too yeah. last year. It, it just depends. I mean, the team. It depends if your team's tanking or or not as well. I mean, I could see guys like Aaron Gordon and Chris Dunn and TJ Warren last year resting for a more prolonged period, just because the team's like, yeah, we don't need to rush you back. But I have to imagine the Sixers, if he's okay, if he plays with a mask or whatever it may be, and he passes concussion protocol, I have to imagine the Sixers want to get him back on the court and make sure he's not rusty for the playoffs. Real quick, before we move on to the next bet here, preseason ADP, preseason expectations, would you say it's pretty much the exact same going into next year where some people will go out there and take him in the second round and then there'll be people like me that I, you know, if he falls a little bit, maybe I'll get him for the most part. I know that I'm not going to be the person in my snake draft that's that's going to reach up high enough to get him. I, I'm kind of feeling that the exact same expectations heading into next year. He will. I, I won't own him. I won't own him. He, yeah. he will he's, absolutely. He's not my top 20. He will absolutely go in the second round because yep. here are guys, here are guys who went above him in most second in, in the second round of most drafts. Miles Turner, Christoph Porzingis, Rudy Gobert, Hassan Whiteside. Are any of those guys going above Embiid next year? Hell no, they aren't. It's not even close. Mm, Chris Stops? No. Chris Stops? Why? He's been more injury mm-hmm. prone throughout well, his career. Chris Stops won't even be ready for the regular season. So by default, oh, no, he won't. Apologies. Um, I mean, injury, Chris, yeah. injury, and as far as an injury scare goes, Porzingis is just as scary to own as Embiid. Sure. I mean, just mm-hmm. look at it, look at his track record. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, I'll be He's sending you hopping. socks. Yeah. I, I, I ultimately. Victory socks are coming your way, Shannon, so I cannot complain. Uh, Okay, Shannon, put on your judge robe and your gray wig because we need you for this one. This is tight. DJ and I had a which rookie will have a better fantasy season wager, Dennis Smith Jr. of the Mavs or Lonzo Ball of the Lakers. Uh, DJ took Ball. I took Smith. And I've got their season stats. Now, we, we didn't really say, I assume we were talking, you know, full season total. We may need to let the season play out. Smith has played a dozen more games, more points, uh, better field goal percentage, better free throw percentage. Uh, ball, more assists, more boards, more steals. Uh, but Ball, uh, 52 games to Smith, 64 ball uh 36% from the field 45% from the free throw line judge shannon what do you say and you may stall till the end of the season if you prefer please first of all i want you guys to each plead your case for your player okay um i guess <clears throat> i don't like arguing for this cuz it it's really close i would say that my stats for lonzo ball that is are a little hardier in the counting department for rebounds assists steals and blocks and three pointers they just they just feel pretty hardy i will grant you that i'm a little behind in points and the percentages um but it's not like dennis smith was a shining example of field goal percentage or free throw percentage either so because of mainly rebounds um i think that lonzo ball should win um 
Yeah, that's all I got to say. I know it's not that convincing, but... All right, that was weak. It was weak. Ken, what do you got? I I give it to Ball on a per-game basis, but that's not the wager. The 12 extra games from Smith, and it may be more before the season ends, were huge, which helps a heck of a lot more on those counting stats. The five points a game is a big difference. The 70% free throw shooting, which doesn't sound great for Smith, but it beats the heck out of 45% for Ball. Talk about ugly shots. I don't know why we don't harass Ball more for his heinous shot. Uh, Yeah, Ball, better rebounder. Better blocker, Um, better stealer, better rebounder, better assister. So when we're talking about non-category production, ball ball steps in. Now I understand he's got glaring errors, better street clothes in comparison. Sitting at the end of the bench, Dennis Smith, texting his dad to complain about things. Again, the the per game averages are a little hardier. If we, I'll tell you right now, if we're based off per game averages. Lonzo Ball, despite his horrible shooting percentages. Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, sure. Dennis Smith, also horrible, but yep. not nearly That's as right. horrible. That's actually very uh, right. Not nearly no, as Dennis horrible. Dennis Smith's just bad. Yeah. Dennis Smith, bad. Still Ball, horrible. Horrible. Charles Barkley, okay. horrible. Now, so based off, off averages, if they both played the same amount of games, it would be Lonzo Ball, an easy win. Now, here's the funny part is actually like based off Yahoo's rankings, Lonzo Ball is actually ranked higher in season total. Take it to the bank. And season, take and it to season the bank. average. Um, I not can only taste that, the milkshake now. Lonzo Ball has more rebounds, more assists, uh-huh. more steals. Oh, total yeah. steals. Oh, yeah. Only 10 less total three-pointers, despite playing significantly fewer games mm. than Dennis Smith. Yeah. Now, I am going to, I, I'm going to say I have to wait until the end of the season. Oh, come on. Because as a, despite if, these fair. rankings, these rankings are somewhat flawed because based on the total stats, I'm actually siding with Dennis Smith right now. Oh. But because I mean, Let's Dennis wait. Smith, Dennis Smith scored almost twice as many points as Lonzo Ball this year. His free throw percentage ha, you know, category. is almost twice as high. That's two categories right there. He still has <laughs> more three pointers than Lonzo Ball right now. I have to see. If Lonzo comes comes back, plays another five games, that could actually impact things. Wow. Oh, yeah. Good. I All didn't right. think I was going to so watch any Lakers hold. games to finish the season, but here <laughs> I am. It's it's a, I will say right now, Lonzo Ball holds a 52 to 48 advantage. Ooh. Wait, wait. You just said you had Smith as the advantage. That's true. You're no, waffling. No, 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 no. This judge. That's how close floppy. it is. It's basically 50-50. That's what I'm floppy. saying. Ken, I don't know. This this feels like a mistrial to me. We might just we have can, to buy hey, each other milkshakes. Oh, oh, you guys, you guys want to just go off rankings, then it's Lonzo Ball. Ken, is that what no, you no, want? Is that is that what you want, Ken? <laughs> we are waiting to the end of the season. All right. I think that, that was your only true decree. Because you flip-flopped on the other stuff. We will wait for the end of the season. That is fair. All right, but the big bet for products that are not even available anymore on the Nike store site, so we may have to adjust. But preseason, we were digging some of the NBA Chuck Taylors. Some of them made from actual jerseys. Um, And we're basing it on our favorite teams based on season wins. I had Boston. DJ had the Thunder. And Shannon had his Pistons plus 11 games. Right now, gentlemen, this looks pretty good for me, for Mr. Vermont here. Boston, 52 wins. Uh, when Have won five games in a row, by the way, with a utterly dismantled uh, lineup. Uh, OKC, at lowly 44, but the Pistons at 35. 
no re is it are, are you mathematically eliminated yet chan at 11 takes Pretty it to close. 36 but so am i i think i think it's over back. it's over yeah it's it's 99 percent in my favor yes thank you brad stevens what's sad is that this bet happened before the gordon hayward injury right (laughs) yeah so it was a convincing win and uh i don't think shannon and i really want to talk about it for much longer ken that's fair that's fair (laughs) i'll email you links to said products all right (laughs) all right good stuff guys um let's go ahead and take a break and hear from a word from our sponsors Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Ken, it's time for your crazy old man rant. I don't have an old man rant, uh, DJ. What I have is a young man's perspective. Oh. Because, oh my goodness, (laughs) baseball is so slow. Every year I get excited about opening day, and you you turn on that slate of games, and then you forget... It is watching paint dry relative to the excitement that is NBA hoops. Major League Baseball, speed up the game. It's the only sport where you can put it on the TV and clean your entire garage and vacuum the house (laughs) and not really miss anything relevant. Uh, Pitching changes. When I'm watching a pitching change, I really start to question my life choices. Like, what, what has brought me to this? Why am I watching this man walk in from the outfield feds? I will say, though, kudos to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Every team should follow their example. They have brought back the bullpen cart, and it looks awesome. It's like a giant sculpted baseball on a golf cart with a hat on. Every team should have the most absurd, entertaining carts possible. Um, Maybe have the pitcher stand on top of the cart. But good Lord, make the pitching changes more entertainment. Thank you, Arizona. And then I'm going to switch gears here, relying on a past rant. Kudos to five-star recruit Darius Baisley decommitting from the filthy Syracuse college basketball program and deciding instead to get paid and play in the G League. Baisley is ranked ninth by ESPN uh, on current high school graduate, uh, this current high school graduate class, and he's making the right decision. As I said, Syracuse is one of the filthier programs out there. Why the NCAA hasn't booted Bayheim is utterly beyond me. Uh, get your deserved Benjamins, Mr. Baisley. College is for students. Baisley's going to make 26000 plus endorsements, very honestly, in the G League. I wish Baisley's going to be my favorite G League player next year. All right, Ken. Now, one thing I learned a couple weeks ago is that all these one and done players for Kentucky? I don't know if it's the w- this is the way it is across you know all colleges or universities. I would have to imagine a lot of them do this though. But Calipari, what they do is those scholarships they give the one and done players. Those guys, it's it's a full life scholarship, so they can all come back and graduate on their own time whenever they want, and a lot of them do and have. Um, so if that's the same scenario for a place like Syracuse, I actually think this guy is throwing away money. 
by taking 26K for one season of D-League basketball when he'd go to a great university, get a free education, and then come out after the one year. So I have to disagree with that rant. Whoa. I think he's being honest. I, how many? I want to know. How many those I probably would have made the same decision when I was his age. But yeah. $26,000 is not a lot of money. We got a, I'm going to have to do a Google search on how many of those Kentucky players are coming back. They're, it's interesting. A, based on what I read, there are quite a few that have or, or plan on doing it. it you know, it they're working towards it. It happens in football a lot, too. I had classes with um, you know, older guys that played for Wisconsin and, and kind of were finishing up their degree and, and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, it's, things are changing. That is for sure. When you have Silver and Emmert both talking about the same topic and it seems like they're headed in a general same direction, things are going to change in the next couple of years, and we'll be right here to monitor that. Um, we have a special well, you know, before you Before you go, DJ, before yeah. you go on that, though, this is an excellent point to point out that Rotowire now has G League coverage for player notes. Very true. So by all means, when you go to the uh, fantasy news section within the NBA, you'll see the G League is an option, and you will see our player notes on the G League fantasy game uh, within the NBA site. Actually, it's the G League site off of the NBA site, or just go to gleague.com, and you'll see Rotowire player notes there, as well as uh, on the big DFS site, who does not sponsor this pod, so I'm not going to mention them but you'll see our G League player notes there as well. Definitely. I think the G League season has ended, but uh, you'll still see some notes filtering in there. And if nothing else, look back and see all these guys you've never heard of dropping 45 points a night. <laughs> it's pretty amazing what some of those guys are able to do down there. All right, Ken, we have a special offer for RotoWire podcast listeners, courtesy of DraftKings. We're offering a free six-month RotoWire subscription to new DraftKings users. Here's how to take advantage of the offer. It's just a few quick, easy steps here. First, you create a DraftKings account and make your first deposit of at least $10. Then, pretty simple, you get a six-month RotoWire membership for free. You also receive a free $3 ticket for a one-day fantasy sports contest deposited directly into your accounts. And then, of course, most importantly, you play for a shot at winning big cash prizes. Visit DraftKings.com forward slash RotoWire dash 2018 to sign up and claim your free subscription today. Gentlemen, that's right, toot toot. Let's finish up with some DraftKings picks. Like I said, this is going to dovetail with the discussion that Shannon and I already had about late season DFS strategy. In fact, I'll kick it off with a guy that Shannon mentioned verbatim, and that's Tyler Eulis. He's a late season DFS darling. He was last year, and I have a feeling he will be this year as well, as the Phoenix have nothing to rest from. But it seems like they're heading into rest mode for the guys that have traditionally been in their starting lineup uh, over the course of the season. Newlist is $4,700 playing against Houston tonight. I think Houston is essentially a lion playing a mouse and they'll toy with these guys for a while um literally and figuratively because tyler ulis is very tiny um we know that he can produce when he's on the court so he checks that that um that box for us is that when he gets the minutes he does produce so tyler ulis forty seven hundred dollars i think is a very good place to start ken is going to give you um somebody else who we already talked about today I don't even know which to choose of the people we've already talked about, but I'll go with Isaiah Taylor, 4,800 versus Philly. Uh, with Schroeder out, he is going to be the starting point guard. He's had 34, two, 30, I'm sorry, back-to-back 34-plus fantasy point nights when Schroeder's been out. Schroeder's doubtful for tonight. 
So again, Isaiah Taylor motivated for next year's contract, starting with lots of minutes and has actually produced two games in a row. So I like Taylor at a very cheap 4,800. Yeah, I love both of those both of those picks. I, I have them both in my lineup. Um, you know, just check. Make sure you're checking the news for for both of those teams, though, because you need Schroeder and and you need Alfred yeah. Payton to be ruled out for yeah. those two to actually hit their peak value. I mean, that, I, I think that that's going to happen, which is why I already slot them in my lineup. A couple of other guys that I like: Rashawn Holmes for the Philadelphia Sixers. Sure. Uh, there's, I mean, it's Embiid's out. He's out. And then you have uh, Amir Johnson is is most likely out. So this team has no one. I mean, if Rashawn Holmes gets 24 minutes, he's probably going to hold values really cheap on all DFS sites tonight. He's one of those guys that if you look at his per 36 numbers, he, he's one of those guys that he fills it up when he's on the court. The problem is just he hasn't been able to get on the right. court. Um, Ken, you have another 76er here. Well, that's, you know, for the same reason. That's why Sarich at 6,800 to me looks great. Uh, no one, Deadmond and the other Hawks don't scare me too much in Atlanta. So, so I think Sarich, and he's Sarich has always shined when Embiid's been out. Yeah. So 6,800 to me is just easy money. Uh, another player, I'm with you on Sarich as well, Ken. Um, another player I like for tonight is Brandon, Brandon Ingram. He's only 5,600 on uh, DraftKings, and he just returned from injury. Uh, he only played 23 minutes in his first game back, but he's still able to get 28 fantasy points. Lonzo Ball's out. I expect Ingram to get more minutes. Uh, so if he gets about 28 to 30 minutes, you know, he's, that's pretty good upside for a player at 5,600. Do you like Ingram better than Bajelica against the Mavs? Mavs do slow it down. Bajelica? Bajelica. That is the <laughs> the best, Ken. Your mispronounced name segment that we were just about to get into was not hardy enough, but that is quite possibly a Hall of Fame mispronunciation of Bajelica instead of Bielitsa. That is awesome. Yes. That 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 made this a all timer pod episode. I I like Ingram more than Bajelica. Bajelica. Oh, man. I guess that's the uh, male version of Angelica. So I like it. Yeah. All right, Ken. Uh, previously, you had said you said Joel instead of Joel Embiid. Lots of people do that. So I was willing to let that slide. I, I correct myself before, you know, I, I, I caught myself mid screw up there and corrected it. Yeah. But Angelica is fantastic. I, yes. I will. This is the last time I'm going to do it right now. I will ever say Bielitsa. That's the last time. It's <laughs> Angelica from here on out. Now, I want to. Ken, I need to give Bajelica you props. Bajelica sounds better. <laughs> Bajelica does sound better. I need to give you props, Ken, with your Yanni mention uh, at, during the top <laughs> news segment. You, 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 you went with Yanni. You know, you didn't, you didn't go with the full name there on my way in to the, the office this morning. I'm listening to Milwaukee local sports radio and their, their update guy. He even says Giannis's name wrong. Every single person yeah. in this market who says they say the name every single day, multiple times an hour, and they still get it wrong. Yeah. So just always go with, I would say Giannis or Greek freak. Yanni. We talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. We, do you not remember? The, no, I, that's fine. Where he's from in, in no. Greece, they, they don't pronounce the S, and so they pronounce it Yanni. I know. I remember. <laughs> okay. But no. All right. No. <laughs> you you will know, I I mean I will note that I've never heard Shannon say Antetokounmpo before ever. 
And that's smart of him. Just don't say it, people. Just don't even try. Don't try. All right, Ken, we're done with this podcast. We're, we're Venito. So why don't you get us out of here with an uh, outro quote? Well, we're going to go again with Joel Embiid. Uh, the nice quote. I hope he gets better. But uh, when he was asked in December about J.J. Riddick's defense, he said, honestly, I thought it was going to be trash. But he's been pretty good. <laughs> Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train has hit the end of the line. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.